Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Well, I think it's fair to say that uh, tonight has not been quite the emotional journey that last night was, uh, but it has still been a an intriguing day of tennis here at the Australian Open. Day two uh, on the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph. I'm David Law from BBC Radio. I'm joined by Catherine Whitaker. One take Whitaker <laughs> from Eurosport. How are you doing? Well, it was actually three take Whitaker tonight, but two of those takes were down to some absolute choice numpties in yes. the background. Well well saved there, Catherine. Can you imagine what my tolerance level for numpties is? I, I imagine at, it's at eleven PM yeah, after I, not enough sleep. No, I it's think, low, David. I think it is, yes. I, I'm sort of gathering that. Um, but however, uh, the day has been interesting. Catherine is here, Grad Matt is here. Uh, Grad Matt's smiling, he's happy enough, but then he's about half my age, so you know he can cope. And he's also just witnessed the three previous takes of me saying something other than numpty. Yes, which uh, we had to cut, folks, uh, which is fine. Um, yes, I'd like to start the day by talking about the world number one, Simona Halep, because I feel her... 6-7, I think it was 6-4-6-2 victory over Kaya Kanepi, the woman that beat her at the US Open, just socked her off the court at the US Open. I think that that was a major triumph of mind over matter. I mean, obviously, she's a great tennis player as well, and she played really good tennis. But mentally, that was that was one of the strongest performances I've seen from Simone Alep. I mean, obviously, we've seen many of them, most specifically the French Open final last year. But this was a really good performance on every level in that way yeah i just spoke to her you did you set, we, we didn't set that up but no, yeah I didn't, I didn't literally know that. just uh, 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 on en route done my three takes of a promo but before that i was speaking to Simona Halep. yeah uh, just off the court and it's good uh, this job isn't it <laughs> yeah. good to speak to the world number one um and everything she said emphasized reiterate exactly what you've just said David which is she she kept on saying I mean she was delighted she walked into the the little uh, interview room just off the side of the court there and she was she was texting away you know I'd, I'd love to know who she was texting but I felt like that would have been an inappropriate first question um <laughs> but yeah she was smiling away at her phone very politely she said oh you know so, sorry sorry I just 
just need to send this. Um, and she had a really big grin on her face. But she, I think in all three of the questions I asked her, asked her in all three of the answers, she referenced how tough she found it physically and mm. how her body was tired and she felt tired. Yeah. Um, which I found interesting for a first match of the Australian Open. Um, you know, she's she talked very openly about the fact that she's not quite where she wants to be. Um, as Matt said, she'd lost five matches on the bounce yeah. before this tournament. You know, she openly would prefer that she was still with Darren Cahill. You know, she's, it's it's not her choice for, for that relationship to be on hold, I think is what they're calling it. Mm. So, yeah, she found tonight for probably a combination of reasons, clearly very draining and exactly, as you say, obviously a total triumph of mind over matter because... Well, I asked her, what, what on earth were you thinking, given what happened in New York at a, a set-down? You must have just been thinking, oh, it, Here we it's go again. inevitable that this is going to happen all yep. over again. And she kind of said, yeah. Um, I so, love how honest she is. <laughs> she's, she's fantastic, isn't she? But it's, it's, I know it's a cliche, but I really believed it from her. Uh, just now, it is one match at a time mm. for her, when for it, sure. With this draw... As well. I yeah. mean, how can it not be? Who, who is it? She's got second round, Matt. Sophia Kenin. Who's the who, American, isn't it? Yeah, was very good in the Fed Cup final and yeah. then won Hobart last week. Crikey. And that's to play third round. Probably Venus Williams. Who Venus won Williams. Today. And if she gets past that. And that was Serena great. Williams. That was a Serena great Williams. win for Venus that Williams. That was a very good win. A, from a set down. Of, yeah, a set down to Mihaela Buzanescu. And Buzanescu was serving for the match at 5 4 as well. Mm. Yes. So, you know. I mean, in I, the second I, set, yeah. yes, I didn't really see that particular game, so I don't know whether Buzanescu contributed to, to that to losing her own serve, so to speak. But I don't know, Venus Williams. She, I mean, she turns thirty nine years of age in June, and her appetite for the game is just still as 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 much as it ever was, and and she's. She just fights so hard to, I mean, to, to dig out a win from six, seven, four, five down. I think some monumental achievement, really, and against a very good player. And personally, I, I'm pleased that she seems to be back on form again this year. I think last year she did dip, yeah, but it was actually it wasn't really it wasn't really a story that was talked about that much. I think people have so much respect for her, and they kind of expect her maybe to. To not be performing at the level she was and, in 2017. And she to be fair, she doesn't. She doesn't talk to us no, much. She so she no. doesn't. For that reason too, I'm sure Simon would be <laughs> would be shouting this if he were here. That's another reason she perhaps doesn't get the coverage that she she might otherwise deserve. But I overheard. I can't even remember who it was. But it's. I mean, it doesn't really matter who it was because it's, it's, it, it could have been lots of people. But some sort of casual chit chat about Venus Williams the other day. Um, you know, saying, oh, you know, what's she still doing out there? She had a dodgy last season. Why didn't she just quit? You know, she's obviously got nothing better to do with her life. And it really riled me. Well, I'm not surprised. That's really, really disrespectful. Me. And it really made me, you know, get a glimpse into why Venus Williams feels so damn irritated with the question, with yeah. that question, you know, what motivates you to still be out there? Yeah. You know, as well-intentioned as that can be, it doesn't necessarily come with those connotations, but I can understand why it irritates her and she has to explain why she's still out here. Mm. Um, what, what I would, I, If I could be winning Grand Slam tennis matches, I would be. I'd be making sure 
I mean, that that's what I was doing. What else is so, supposed to be so much better? Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> it was a, it was a glimpse. It, 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 it made me just sympathise a little bit with her, just not even wanting to face those questions. Mm. You know, yeah, because. Is to have to dignify them with a response, yeah. you know. Just and actually, bog she, off a lot of you. <laughs> she, she gave a. She gave a very that is the motto of me and Venus Williams both. Yes. And, you know, I'm not going to irritate Catherine, <laughs> otherwise I'm going to be told to bog off. Uh, Serena Williams today. Oh incidentally, I thought Venus was. I gave a nice interview on court. I really. I mean, she was sunny in the interview on court. That, I mean, she she has got it. You know, she can be so so engaging and and. When she can be interested or bothered, really, I don't know. But anyway, I suppose maybe the questions are part of that too. Serena Williams was in fantastic form today. I mean, she just strode onto the court, um, wearing waterproofs for some reason. I didn't quite understand. She's wearing a coat. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really. Get, I mean, look, I'm not in a position to talk fashion about anybody, uh, but I didn't understand why why anybody would be wearing their waterproof jacket in 37 degrees <laughs> <laughs> because that's what it looked it's like quite to me. humid right um, <laughs> but anyway 32 minutes later she was leading six love three love and i'm not exaggerating it was literally 32 minutes to well, the, the first, first set was 18 games. minutes was it and i believe there was a stage in that quite late on in that first set i think it was at, at five love where Tatiana Maria uh, was at 7% first serves in. Yes, <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> um, and I just... <laughs> what is she doing? Could you, could you imagine the, lo- the locker room conversation from the coach? <laughs> Make sure you get your first serve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, I mean, uh, it, yeah, interestingly... Look up at the screen at oh. <laughs> They do flash up stats, don't they, at the changes of ends? Don't look. Don't look, Tatiana. Um, they were both mothers, um, which, uh, which is not necessarily always of note um, in, in the way that perhaps it is bigged up. But Serena mentioned after the match that their, their, their children, I think it's both daughters, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, they're friends. They're friends. I know you've only just recovered yourself <laughs> from uh, your barrels of laughter, yeah. David, but I've got something else which might send you over the edge. Go for it. Tatiana Maria has fewer Twitter, fo- uh, fewer Instagram followers, Twitter, Instagram, I think it was Twitter. Ma- Twitter followers than Serena Williams's daughter's doll. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, that is just plain. Not only it's plain mean to have dug that stat up. I know you didn't dig it up. They stuck that up on TV. <laughs> I mean, it is a fantastic stat, but I also feel terribly sorry for Tatiana Maria. Um, anyway, not to worry. Uh, Williams, I, I mean, obviously she wasn't that tested today, but she really does look on it, doesn't she? She looks in a great mental space for the event. But the, 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 just the weird thing for me is that she did not do a pre-event press conference at all. She didn't do one. She's the only player who didn't do a pre-event press conference. And she basically told them, I'm not going to do one. Well, I believe it's only a requirement for the top seeds, isn't it? Well, that's right. Of which she's not. Uh, What is she she in the world at the moment? About 16 or something? 16th seed. So she's got out of it. So that is her prerogative. And, I mean, I I didn't actually get a chance to go to her press conference today. But, I mean, look, you know, again, I, I, I can understand it from her perspective. I mean, from two standpoints. One is... 
they are, players who've been around this long must be just a bit sick of that element of it. I can understand if they are at least, you know, they just want to play the game. Um, the other thing is, obviously, the last time people spoke to her at length would have been just after she'd been involved in in that really uncomfortable incident of which she was a big part and, and certainly at least partially at fault, maybe more than partially at fault, um, at the US Open in the finals. So... Um, I just, I, I just feel as though she's in a good place. I know it's easy to say after six love six two, and how much can you read into that? But I think she means business. Well, I, I think she's going to be. I know I've picked her to win the title, but I think she would not have a letdown if she got that far this time, the way she did in those two other finals. It was almost as though she'd seen what Maria Sharapova did yesterday, winning six love six love, and she thought, "I, w- I want a piece of that." Get me some Harriet Dart. Yes, <laughs> but that. But look, this was a very different type of. This was way Tatiana more emphatic Maria. than than Sharapova. Yes, yeah. agreed. And also, Tatiana agreed. Maria is a more accomplished player than Harriet Dart. Yeah. Not on serve. Not on serve. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but that was a joke, folks. I'm Tatiana's sure she's making <laughs> me feel way much better about my first serve percentage. It's, it's like the, the the whole not coming to press thing. It's a. Uh, it's it, it's like the the, the the these players and it and it and it, I think it applies more to the ones that have sort of stratospheric celebrity. They they're able to construct these sort of alternate realities, aren't they? You know, I think Serena's constructed constructed you know in her mind this alternate reality where she doesn't even have questions to answer about the U.S. Open. I think whatever yeah. your, your your view on it all. It's hard to argue that you know there aren't questions to be to be put to her to, to that that deserve an explanation, um, and I think that yeah she she lives in a world and you know we we hear about what it's like for super famous people you know that <laughs> if I were employed by Serena Williams I wouldn't necessarily be telling her you, you know, know that, I, to, I to do things differently and I, I think you know sorry just to fit, I think there's been an element of that with Sharapova. Over the past couple of years, you know, mm. almost this indignance at even having to answer the questions I'm, about it. I wonder it, whether you know? it is celebrity or I wonder whether, and I, I think it might be more about being a champion uh, for, for some of these people anyway. And, I, and look, I'm, I'm sure people would say, well, hold on, Roger Federer is a champion, Roger Federer is a celebrity. Um, everybody's different. But these champions have an ability to block things out and 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 be selective about what they think about in a way that i can only imagine i wish i could be that single absolutely but that's things. just a kind of a different way of describing a an alternate reality yeah. your own constructed yeah but I, but reality, I, I, I don't really. think and what, what she, in in her mind if you're serena williams what she got to gain from putting herself in the firing line yeah. of those questions oh, well, nothing fair enough nothing. i suppose if, um, from her it's perspective. A, it's a shame it's i, I I think it's actually a shame from all perspectives because I think she's got a huge amount to gain, really, and to from offer. a PR perspective. Yeah. Uh, no, I, th- I think it's a shame she didn't as well. Um, I think it would have been better for her ultimately if she had, but she doesn't care. So it doesn't. I suppose it doesn't matter if you don't care. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. What else has happened today of no two? Have we seen Johanna Conta? We saw first. I mean, that's a, that was twelve hours ago when we were commentating on that. Um, that felt like a big win for her. I thought it was a big bit, win. A bit like Simona Halep, really saying yes. sort of uh, big mental, mental boost. I mean, she wasn't she wasn't really willing to admit that, but you know, mm. we know what um, Johanna Conta is like in terms of seven six her, her mental approach four, to the game six, and um, seven six, and it was one of those. Now, we were having a real old job trying to work out what do you call oh. the Champions tiebreak? Do you call it a super tiebreak? Do you call it a match tiebreak? Do you call it a first to ten point tiebreak? Well, I tie call break? it a Champions tiebreak, but that's because, just like you, David, I worked on the Champions Tour mm. and that it was a Champions tiebreak because it I was, know. you know, originally it doesn't really the work. Tour. Super tiebreak is probably the best. Definitely not. All my votes against super tiebreak. Yeah, I think super bad. No. Extended. Oh, yeah, that's... I mean, you know, can Sexy really promote ma- that. Sexy. Uh, very, yeah. <laughs> uh, although, it, rather yeah. better than Extra the one... Extra bit of tiebreak. I, I did read one that said some... Uh, somebody said today the elongated tiebreak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's going in the marketing campaign. Prolonged, well, protracted... Whatever they are, unnecessary. the Brits are pretty good at them. At Tennis Podcast, what should we call the third set or fifth set tiebreak at the Australian Open. Seems which to only be a third set tiebreak. New this year. There was one today. Was it? Jeremy yeah. Shardy beats his fellow Frenchman. Umber or something Hugo like that. Umber. Hugo yeah. Umber. Jeremy Shardy's on for the potential upset alert. Against Ferret. Against Ferret. Although, Who come on. Zverev made mince meat Zverev. of better now. He did. Yeah. He looked good today. Zverev. Yeah. And then he described himself as having the perfect body to Jim Courier. Close to perfection. Yeah. 
I mean, I think that was t- very much tongue in cheek. We've all been there. <laughs> when asked, with a straight face, he said it. But I thought, I thought he he was good value in that interview. Actually, uh, it, was, it was certainly good value when when written down. Yeah. I just read it. I just read it on Twitter, and it's, it's yeah, it certainly provided good value. Yeah. Um, I tell you, who wasn't good today was Nick Kyrgios. Um, now uh, he he apparently had some sort of knee problem after about eight games, um, and then he proceeded to just whinge about said knee problem for the next hour and a half. I, I didn't sit, listen to all of his press comments, but he lost in straight sets to Milos Raonic, and he just looked sorry for himself throughout the whole match to me. Yeah, he said impressed that he's never seen serving like it from Milos Raonic, mm. and certainly Milos Raonic did serve well. But he also admitted that his return game just really wasn't up to it. He said better players would be able to get, you know, block and neutralise that serve. I just can't do it. He didn't seem to express any desire to want to be able to do it. Um, his highest possible ranking, sixty-seven, is, is sixty-seven it? now. Oh crikey! Could could be worse depending on other but results. That's that's, that's right. where he is. Where yeah. he is? Yeah, he, he, he yeah. has really gone backwards, hasn't he? Um, Tanasi Kakanakis won the first set today, seven five. He qualified and came through and won the first set seven five today, and then had to retire with yet another injury. He basically, I think, he pulled a muscle in his his pectoral muscle or something like that, and he, he just couldn't serve anymore. And it. it I read his press conference transcript afterwards, and there was a. He was asked about the comments of Bernard Tomic yesterday, which we didn't get a chance to cover because of obviously all the Andy Murray news, and it sort of got lost a little bit in the mix, and then has come out again today. But Bernard Tomic, who mm. said some really inflammatory stuff about Leighton Hewitt and questioning why on earth he's on the tour and playing doubles and that he's got he's got conflicted interests of being a manager I think we might have touched on it of, uh, of players like Alex Diminor and, uh, and players of that ilk it just got me thinking how dysfunctional is Australian tennis and how, how long it has been like this because I go back to when Leighton Hewitt was 18 years of age and at loggerheads with, with the Australian public. Absolute, I mean, now he's, he seems to have a good relationship with them. They, they, they've grown to, to appreciate him and his, and his achievements, etc. But for a long, long time, if you weren't Pat Rafter, you weren't good enough in the eyes of a lot of people. And, and it seems... I don't... And, I, and I'm trying to work out where does the fault lie? You know, you, is it... The, the players blame the media. The media say, "Well, the players have got a problem." The the the, the public just don't seem to like a lot of their players. Mark Philippus is who Catherine and I know a, a little bit, and, and I think he's a really nice bloke. I mean, he put his foot in it hor- horribly throughout his career on a lot of occasions, but a, a nice enough bloke. Um, and now we have this situation. I mean, it seems hard to believe that. You interviewed. Do you remember when you interviewed at the Davis Cup Britain against Australia? You interviewed that Davis Cup team, mm. Hewitt, Captaining, Tomic, Kakanakis, and it was a really nice atmosphere between them all, wasn't it? And now, yeah. and now, That's a good point, none actually. of them get along at all. Yeah, and I'm, I have to say, I'm, I'm surprised to see Kakanakis involved, embroiled in all of that. Well, I mean, he, he was let, asked. Let's when, face when, it, you know, it's, it. it, 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 it <laughs> I don't think it's particularly controversial to say that obviously Nick Kyrgios and Bernard Tomic are 
two people very capable of probably falling out with pretty much anyone. Yeah. Um, in an empty in, room. In the right circumstances. But uh, I'm just surprised that... I don't, I don't know whether Kakanakis is involved. I, I mean, he, but I, I'm pretty certain he? that he... That it's, it, I, I, as I understand it, and uh, I, I feel pretty pretty confident about it this this kind of two factions right there's Kokonakis Kyrgios and uh, Tomek um, who are very much anti-Hewitt and there is Dumanor and John Millman they're they're very good friends and uh, are very much involved uh, with Leighton Hewitt obviously Alex Dumanor shares a shares a manager with with Leighton and there's all of that but um it is an incredibly divided scene in Australian tennis, mm. and uh, Bernard Tomic. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Nick Kyrgios, that, but a bit less so. But Kokinakis, I just, I mean, and also like, he doesn't doesn't need all this aggro. I mean, yeah, look, it, it, the, it, look what the bloke's got to contend with. He's twenty two, and he he's as he's as injury struck. As any thirty-two-year-old, I mean, he yeah. has had the he, most. He did try to stay out of, of it, it. When, when he was asked about it. He just said, "Look, I'm not answering any questions about that." So he he, he shut that down immediately. So I, I mean, he didn't add any fuel to it. But um, it's a weird situation. Well, good on him for that because it is, you know it, that it, just. It is weird though. What what's what's happened? Do you think this is why Alex Dumanor is getting such a big? sort of backing here because I, I think there's a number of things I, I think Alex Dumanor fits for for the vast majority of Australian viewers he's, he's full hearted he's, he's a young lad he's a nice guy he's trying his heart out quite clearly and he hasn't let anybody down yet you know he's the right balance of uh of swagger mm. and and humility, but he's the he? blue-eyed boy next door, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, but it, oh, I don't know. I'm not he sure is. that's quite. No, I, I don't think he's cookie cutter. And, Come and on. I mean, I really do you mean like literally. Him? Uh, does he have blue eyes? You know what I mean. Uh, I just don't think he's quite as square as that. I think there's a bit slightly more edge to him than okay. that. Um, well, I like him. I love you, watching. But him you play. say they've got. I mean. They scheduled it after him reaching the final in Sydney on Saturday, winning the mm. final in Sydney on Saturday. They scheduled him heat of the day. Yeah, he was annoyed about mid-afternoon that. Mid-afternoon on was Monday. He, and he, yeah, I mean, I know they've not offered any leniency with, with scheduling players that had played up until Saturday. Cam Norrie expressed dissatisfaction of that on Monday. But they, they can. Put them <laughs> they, on in the eve. Yeah, they can exercise discretion in when they put them. And you certainly think that they would elect to do that with with their own players, um, and they certainly didn't with Alex mm. Dimonor. Hey, Denis Shapovalov looked good today, didn't he? He did. Whisper it quietly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was that one moment when he's two sets and five four up and serving for the match, and he dropped his serve against Pablo Andahar, who's a lovely bloke. Anyway, <laughs> but his uh, serve, apart from that moment, was a lot better. He had yeah. double fault itis last season, Shapovalov, but. Again, he hit two or three today, which was much better. Mm. And 50 winners, I think. So. And flew a little bit under the radar as well, despite the fact that we're talking about him here. You know, yes, he was on a sort of show court, but mm. just let him, let him, let him do his thing and get through to that Djokovic, Djokovic. match. Yeah. Just and then he can soar. Exactly. And, and be flashy Ooh. and fun. Who else soared today, Matt? Sorry? Who else soared today? Who out, else? Out on court number uh, 20. Yes. Who was twen- it? Twen- court 20. Yeah, because Matt, you may remember... Out by in, the bins. In, 
Well, I mean, how, how about the train line? There's a train literally going straight past the core. Matt sent us a photo. I, know. Of, I, was, I was there with Tatsuya Morito and Dan Evans <laughs> Matt, Matt, for all of yesterday. Matt sent us a photo of his vantage point. Oh, this the, was a disgrace. From the front row of the spe- of, of, of the seats, and you couldn't actually see a court, could no. you? I was, I was hoping to get on court twenty to catch the end of Goffam where this player who we're about to talk about was coming on next. But I thought, oh, I've got got ne- a few minutes. Next big thing. I'll go and watch uh, Zhao Sousa and Guido Paya. They're in a fifth set. It was a good moment. I saw the front the front row was free on this court. I thought, I'll sit down there. I sat down and cannot see the court from the front row all you can any see of any of it literally none of it all you can see is just a black fence <laughs> you, and then heads bobbing above it and <laughs> occasionally the ball i mean that's not even restricted view you know like where you get a pillar and i sat down and started a trend it was like when people put their <laughs> bins out people then started following me and sitting down and people were like oh this isn't very good is it I mean, I was staying for the just because I knew I was moving on, and I thought it was a bit of a laugh, and I wanted to send you the picture. But people were getting quite upset about it. <laughs> and uh, just, just to just to uh, in, enlighten you as to why Matt was making such an effort to be in this position. I mean, look, he had to get his seat before anybody else did for the Victoria Cosmosa, Cosmova match. <laughs> get it right, David. What, what's her name? Who is she? Again? Victoria Cosmova. Right, OK, who Matt has got in his quarterfinals. Now, look, she's ranked 48 in the world, and she, she reached the final of whatever it was. It's a semi-final in Auckland. Semi-final of Auckland. Ooh, so the woman time? can play. Yeah. No, she's 20 years old, yeah, right? Uh, she's going great. places. <laughs> I'd know nothing Really about soon, her. apparently. Yeah, and, and Matt's got her in his quarterfinals. So anyway, obviously, off he goes, uh, loyal as a lamb, to go and find out whether she's going to do him proud. She promptly loses the first set. Um, and there's lots of panic on our WhatsApp group. Um, however, she turned it she around. turned it around. Tell us, tell us a little bit. Uh, obviously, Matt's going to be writing... you know. Matt's well, going to be writing his... coming later. Yes, his day two di- diary. His day two I Melbourne diary. I think we diary. might need to give it a bigger sell than you'll find out everything you need to know about Victoria Cosmova. <laughs> oh, there's loads more, folks. Just, just read it, is all I say. But just a little bit. What do we think, now that you've... She's powerful. <laughs> she's yeah. powerful. She's a risk taker, and she's going to lose to Svitolina. <laughs> yeah, she's up against Selena Svitolina, who just walloped somebody six two six love today. I think something like that. Yeah, but no, it was a, it was a relief that she won, and it does at least keep this little intrigue going. Yeah, it's fascinating. Can't wait. Right. What we got tomorrow? Let's find out what the order of play looks like tomorrow. Federer in the day. Federer in the day. Oh, yes, against dangerous Dan Evans. Um, that's happening. Third match on, Rod Laver Arena. Not before 2 p.m. local time. There's a part of me that wondered, and this is, this is clutching at Dan Evans' straws here. You're going to back him. No. For the, for the <laughs> no, win. I'm just saying, if you're Dan Evans... When was the last time we saw Federer play in extreme, intoxicating heat? Oh, John Millman, when, when we actually saw Roger Federer If I sweat. was Dan Evans and I was looking for rays of sunlight in a potentially quite bleak horizon, I would think, you know, 
that might be one. And he likes the heat, doesn't he, old Yeah, Dan? I have to say, I mean, no, he doesn't like it. He does, he loves it. He doesn't. He, 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 he spent an hour and a half yesterday demanding paracetamol from the umpire. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, he likes to have a whinge. It's no, not even going to be that oh, hot I've got tomorrow. a headache. <laughs> it's, it's only going to be 28 degrees Celsius tomorrow. Oh, I don't think hot. that's enough to no. discombobulate Can food. we add 20 degrees on that before tomorrow? Um, anyway. I don't think he, do- he deals with it well, but I don't think he likes it. I think he loves it. Honestly, I do. He, he was fine. I've never seen him losing the heat. Uh, Sloane Stevens opens uh, Rod Laverino. never seen him losing the heat. Correct. Clip that. I've said it. <laughs> Tamea Babosh is Stevens' opponent. Then it's Ash Barty against Wangia Fan. Then Dan Evans against Roger Federer. Evening session is Kerber against Haddad Meyer. Uh, and then Nadal against Ebden. Uh, we've also got Katie Bolter playing tomorrow as well, haven't we? Third on the not high sense arena, the Melbourne, Melbourne arena. arena. Yeah, after uh, Kontavet against. Hey, that's a good match. Mm. Kontavet against really Sasnovich. Oh, I want to watch that. Uh, and then it's Chilich against McDonald, followed by Bolter against Sabalenka. What do we think? Any chance for Katie Bolter? I don't think so. I think Sabalenka's going to move her around too much. I was, as we discussed, I was very impressed with Katie Bolter yesterday, but I, her movement is a weakness, and I think it will be exposed. She's good at the angle, Sabalenka. She's good at getting people on the move. Um, and if it comes to first strike tennis, I mean, you'd, you'd back Sabalenka against almost yeah. anyone crikey pretty much uh, I'm a bit worried about Grigor Dimitrov against Pablo Cuevas I'll leave that there um, so, uh, it's, this has been the tennis podcast I'm going to try not to think about it it's, a soccer uh, one. Uh, oh yeah Naomi Osaka and also incidentally just court level watching Naomi Osaka from our commentary box is an awesome sight she had a, had a 25 stroke rally with Magda Lynette and Lynette was trying her heart out playing beautiful tennis and it was almost as though suddenly in the last two grand strokes of the rally Osaka just said I've had enough of this and just boom and then boom <laughs> and then it's over and the woman's power is extraordinary the physicality she has what a player anyway Djokovic won as well yeah oh yeah Djokovic won straight sets and quite easily and quite it was Kanish Kuri almost lost Ooh. Yeah, he tried his best to lose but yeah. he, Kanish he, uh, Kuri beat Cramp he did. Yes, he did. And actually, a severe crack. He couldn't. He couldn't either he grip couldn't, the racket or walk. Yeah, bloke. He got the trainer. I was watching it on mute, so I was trying to interpreting the interpret the mime of Kasim surname I can't pronounce of Poland. Pronounce or spell? Or spell? Yeah. Uh, 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 who just won the first two sets against uh, some very Kane good tennis. Mm. Brilliant tennis. I was so impressed with him. And uh, he sat there. The the trainers crouched in front of him, and I saw him point to four different parts of his body. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, oh, put oh, me back no. together. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh well. Right, okay, well, let's come back tomorrow. We, we might actually get out of here before midnight tonight, folks. So we're going to go and uh, rest up. We'll be back with more tennis podcasts throughout the Australian Open. Read Gradmat's Melbourne Diary. It is a good read, I promise you. Uh, tennispodcast.net. And uh, if you've enjoyed this show, tell people that you know, your mates, your family, anybody who likes tennis, uh, get them downloading the show. And we'll be back again tomorrow. We are executive produced by tennisballs.com. Our mascot is Rio the dog. I'm having to get used to saying Rio the dog because he's our new mascot. Because, folks, we are officially kickstarted thanks to you. It's, it's over. I don't have to ask you for anything anymore. Not even cheese boards for Catherine. Not even uh, two beers for Two Beers Law. We're off. See you tomorrow. 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 